What's up, Brewskies? My name is Marco Dupa, and with me, as always, the great and the powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Ooh, we got a good one for you guys tonight. We got a lot of shit to talk about. God damn. But before we do all that, we got to figure out what we're drinking tonight. Uh, tonight's brew is from the Sideward Brewing Company, a local favorite. I don't even have to pull it out. No. It's the Witch Hammer Double IPA. This was part of their uh, can release, uh, what it was like, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, where they had like a double can release. Whatever. It's <laughs> Some time great. ago. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to figure it out. Sure. The stuff that we've had from them has historically been fantastic, and so hopefully this keeps with that trend, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, what's on tap for tonight? We got a lot of music shit that we got to cover. We don't get to sit on um, music stuff as much as we would like to, and so we're going to get into that. We got uh, – we finally get to figure out why Snoop Dogg took all the Death Row albums off of streaming services and why Blackstar is not on streaming <laughs> services. It's an exciting time for music. All of these great albums are coming out this year, and yet there are still some artists who are like, nah. You can't listen to it. <laughs> Not in the way that you want to. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, the real goat, the real greatest of all time, some would argue. I don't know if it's me. We'll okay. Get in, we'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. I like Kate, to tease him a little bit. K-Dot, Kendrick Lamar, uh -huh. finally announces his, what some say, well, it's definitely, according to him, his last album on TDE. Right. Could be his last album, period, or just his last album on the label. We'll get into that. Mm -hmm. Then we got Trailer Trash. Trailer Trash. With the new Thor trailer and why it's upset some of the uh, MCU fanboys. Mm. Well, I, honestly, I wouldn't even call them MCU fanboys. No. Because the, the hatred that I've seen has just <laughs> been from like... A strange Thor cult. <laughs> An OG Thor movie cult. And last but not least, we have to talk about... Netflix. We just have to because of what uh, has been going on. What <laughs> the incredible been, meltdown. Yeah. It it, it it almost feels like this company as a whole is throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. And so we're going to get into that. Maybe more, maybe less. Who knows? But we have to get into the show without further ado. This is episode 351 of the One Beer In Podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. oh. All of oh. them. Yep, yep, yep. Look at that. To the tippy tip. And the microphone smells like a beer. To the tip tip to the oh man, you can you can see it on camera. <laughs> the splooge. Yeah, that's not good. That's that's not good. I gotta put my face there. That just means we're having a good time. Always having a good time. This is the one beer in podcast. <laughs> All right. This is the One Beer In Podcast, the podcast where two brews 
crack open a brew and we see where that one brew takes us as i said episode 351 thank you guys for joining us thank you guys for listening liking sharing subscribing downloading all that jazz we appreciate your patronage we do obi please tell the people a little bit more about what we are drinking tonight well (laughs) as frequent listeners will know Sideward Brewing is infamous for not having a cold read for me. Mm-hmm. I've asked them multiple times to please correct that, and we've gone up there and asked them. No response. Nothing. So um, to get out. I'll tell you what we have in the can, and it's the Witchhammer Double IPA uh, from Sideward Brewing. And I will continue my read from Untap.com, which goes to say it is an 8.3% ABV, uh, juicy double IPA featuring Citra. Nectaron, Nelson, and Centen... Excuse me. You got it. I put a little too much jazz on that one. Yeah. Centennial Cryo. Uh, as far as tasting notes, it's resinous, tropical, big notes of tangerine. Ooh. And that's all we got for you. All right. Well, they got the... Uh, uh, what is that? Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. Somebody came in and asked for the nepro- Necronomicon at Red Light, the, the beer Bible. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They asked for it, and I was like, I thought they were talking about a beer. A beer, yeah. And I was like, somebody called their beer the Necronomicon? Necronomicon? I wouldn't be surprised. That's awesome. Yeah. And I kept thinking about it, and I was like, no, I've never heard. No, no one's done that yet. <laughs> not at least nobody that we have. I know beer. <laughs> and there's no Necronomicon. Not, not here. Not anywhere. <clears throat> so then, yeah, I figured it out. Mm. If if you guys are not from around here, if you're not from around here, Go back where you're from. Get back from your queen from. Where you came from. Get back to where you came. <laughs> our uh, our beer Bible, as as it's been affectionately called. Oh, it's beautiful. I don't yeah. think that that's actually the official name for it. No one mm. actually calls. Uh, other people call it that. But yeah. Anyway, our beer menu at at Red Light Red Light is a leather a brown leather bound book uh, of all the beers. So yeah. Someone called it the Necronomicon. Anyway, let's get right into this, okay? Okay. Because we got so much to talk about, and I don't want to waste any more time. I feel <sighs> like I'm just talking out of my ass. Let's, just, let's not waste any more time. Let's not waste Please. any more time. Not a second further. <laughs> We're doing it right now. All right. <clears throat> so hear me out. Hear us out. Mm. Tunes on tap. Tunes on tap. Like that. Like that. Do you guys like that? We're gonna workshop. Yeah, we'll get a we'll get a button to do that from now on. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I get when we get the uh, um, soundboard soundboard back. Yeah, we'll have that. We'll have, and much more. The list is growing for I, what what we need on that. Yeah, soundboard. we need to we need to actually create a list. Yeah, and okay. then And then uh, you know we'll bring it back. All right, we'll do that later. Maybe I'll be able to hook up my. I just don't want to lug around my NPC is so big. Hey, hey, we're wasting people's time. So, tunes on tap. Tap, tap, tap. Uh, Some of you guys may or may not have heard. um, If you one day were like, you know what? I want to listen to nothing but a G thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the last couple of weeks or so, if you went on to Spotify or Apple Music. (gasps) I knew that one was coming. I was trying to stop (laughs) and I couldn't. If you went on any of the big streaming services, you probably would have noticed that those songs are either blacked out or not on there at all. And an article came out about Snoop Dogg, who now owns Death Row Records, which, by the way, is amazing. Yeah, it's like a homecoming. Yeah, 
The guy to come full circle on his career to now own Death Row Records is incredible. He owns the record label and he took them off of streaming services. Some surmised that he was creating the first NFT record label, which kind of sent some people into a flurry. Mm -hmm. Myself included. I was very upset about this news. Yeah. If this was indeed the case. He finally appeared on another podcast. He didn't come on our show, and that's fine. That's fine. He went on another show. Sure. Drink Champs with Nori. Boo. And he explained <laughs> why he did what he did. You have it pulled up? I do. Do you want to <clears throat> take it from here? Sure. So this is from Consequence of Sound. Um, quote, First thing I did was snatch all the music off those platforms traditionally known to people because those platforms don't pay, he explained. Snoop Dogg, mind you. Uh, those platforms get millions of millions of streams and nobody gets paid other than the record labels. So what I wanted to do is snatch my music off, create a platform similar to Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. It'll be a death row app and the music in the meantime will live in the metaverse. So... This is very interesting to me. Yeah. Very, very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm torn in multiple ways about sure. this. Let me let me pause you there. He has one more quote. Let's Please continue. Let, let's continue. Um, <clears throat> I want to create an avenue to where I can show people how to not always have to go through the slave trade, he said. But create our own trade where we're engaging with our own fans that's buy our music, that's making money off the music, and then making us money off the music uh, by it being traded and sold. Hmm. So that sounds like NFT to me a little mm -hmm. bit. Right? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Or or it could just be the fact that like he, he, he owns the masters to those songs and he literally could just create an app so that it looks like Spotify, but it only has death row albums on it. Could be that. Well, yeah, no, I I think that's that is going to be what happens. But it, when he says stuff about being traded and sold, yeah. that makes me think immediately about you know NFTs and and going yeah. into that that space. Yeah, and that is weird. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. That one still, it's kind of like. <sighs> I mean, you you're know, either like really really into it or you're not. Yeah. Are you really, really not into it? Yeah. I, so. think, I think at this point it's kind of hard to be on the fence about like what what they are. And I just at this point, knowing what I know, I just I just don't think that it's a sustainable thing to invest into. Yeah. I mean, th this may be a, a, a broke mentality, but I just don't have the money to play with. Yeah. That's definitely you know? a broke mentality. <laughs> broke bet. Broke sorry. Ass bitch. <laughs> So sorry to everyone. It's mm -hmm. disappointed in me right now, but broke as fuck, simply bro. don't have the money to uh, to play around with for NFTs and such. But um, get your gains up. And I'm I mean, not talking about the gym. <laughs> I need I need those too. Um, but I just I mean I feel like it is pretty uh, in character for somebody like Snoop to get into sort of the NFT game, especially with something like Death Row. Yeah, there's so much you can do with that. And so much money to be made, and I feel like a lot of celebrities, um, especially ones with his with hands in as many pots as he he has, yeah, um, are a hundred percent in on NFT. And the, yeah, they really are. It's kind of wild to see how many celebrities 
just woke up one day and like some company came to them and was like you know we can take that album that you did or that movie that you did or that picture that super famous picture and we can just make it an nft do you want to do that yeah or just like we can just draw you and make it an nft and as long as you endorse it we can we'll give you x amount of sometimes even if not right they're just stealing stuff and putting it up as an nft yeah it's Um, just it's just insane to me how many celebrities were so quick to just go yeah all right i'll do that thing mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yeah even some celebrities that usually uh seem to be very cautious with their image Mm -hmm. and how they're perceived by the media and by uh, uh, the general public seem to have really fallen on the tracks, the the train tracks of this NFT train. That like it really feels like some of them were just like, I don't know if if the guys who make NFTs are really good salesmen or what have you, but it feels like it didn't take a lot of convincing for some of these. Like Dolly Parton is who I have in my head, who I just keep, always who I keep staring in my yeah right yes. <laughs> always always. It's your true north. I mean. <laughs> Why not? And uh, I think about her when I wake up and when I go to bed, mm-hmm. and I think about her when it comes to these NFTs, where it feels like she's one of these people who's been very very careful with her image and very careful with how she's perceived. Sure. And then just one day she was like, "Hey y'all." Got an NFT and people are like, no, not Dolly. The I don't like the response from the public mm. when a celebrity goes into NFTs where they immediately turn on them like, sure. oh no, now you're part of the evil empire. It's yeah. like, relax, man. What, you know, maybe it's a mistake or maybe this person doesn't understand completely what an NFT is, or maybe they understand it completely and they just want to get a little extra dollars. Like, lay the fuck off. Like, sure. you're really gonna turn on Dolly Parton? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not. I. The world won't let you. No. The universe won't let you. No. God won't let you. I dare you. I implore <laughs> you to go on Twitter. I'd and, like and, to see you try. Yeah, I'd like to see you fucking try. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. But so back to Snoop Dogg and sure. Uh. Yeah, it's troublesome if the idea is to, um turn these into like commodities that you trade like fucking baseball cards sure that, that would uh, yeah i guess my fear in this entire thing is that there's going to be some like stuff in the vault like the the death row vault yeah that's like a demo version of some song or you know uh, uh like home video footage of tupac or mm-hmm. something you know and and that suddenly becomes locked behind an nft mm. or something yeah you know because yeah. I, I could easily see that happening yeah. And make it just this really almost like you know the Wu Tang album, yeah, uh, the mysterious right. Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, yes, and, and just being kind of that all over again, Shaolin um, shadow boxing. Um, it's true what you say about the Shaolin. Could be dangerous. <laughs> it could be dangerous. Um, but yeah, I I feel like that is my main concern. As soon as this came up, other than the fact that there's going to be yet another app to download. And I'm sure another app to pay for because he's saying he wants it to be like Netflix and Hulu and Prime, et cetera, et cetera, which, you know, sure. And I I think I uh, you you're on the same page with me as far as it's great. He's trying to look out for artists. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, I'm not going to pay for an app for one record label. Right. 
especially one that isn't current. You know, like right. that. I, I, I'm sorry, Snoop. I haven't heard anything in about 15 years that I'm into right. from you. <laughs> I, I, I apologize, but and not only that, but uh. Death Row had a heyday that was pretty short when mm-hmm. you think about it. So it's a handful of well, albums it was good, that like I would five wanna, years, maybe. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, sorry. Uh, uh, Chronic. You know, a couple of Tupac albums, a couple of Snoop Dogg albums. I think a Corrupt album. I don't even know if Corrupt was even on Death Row. I don't even know if Corrupt was on Death Row. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like it. it, it like you said, it's it's really dope that he's even trying to do that. Yeah. It's hard to justify with such a short list of, like, you know, once you exhaust all those classic albums, it's like that's it. What what else? What else do you got? You know, I'm not yeah. paying a subscription service just to listen to one or two albums. Which well, is- it's it's up to him and the the record label itself to make that worthwhile. So, yeah. you know, if if the app is a dollar a month, okay. Sure, you know why yeah. not? I'll yeah. take it. Um, but if it's more than that, which I assume it will be, um, you have to fill it with new artists, exciting new artists that people are actually interested in, in order to make that feasible. Because yeah. his vision of this is making a platform for people, for artists, to actually make money for their art, which is admirable, obviously. But oops. Oops. Oh! Oh no! Oh! 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 No. Oh! Oh no! Okay, we're back. We're back. Um, sorry about that. But yeah, my, my my point is, it's. I think his his heart's in the right place, mm-hmm. but I don't see this working out unless he, like, <laughs> unless tomorrow Kendrick comes out and is like, "Hey, I'm on death row." Yeah, yeah. It seems like one of those dead end things that artists get themselves into. Where you see something pop up and you're like, oh, they're doing that now. And then, like, it just kind of falls off. And you're like, oh, I, th- I thought we were doing an, uh, a Death Row app. What happened with that? <laughs> and it, it always feels like you see an announcement for something like that. And then, like, it just, you know. I, I yeah, I, I just couldn't see it. And, and like you said, what he's, what he's attempting to do is admirable. And um, the point, the overall point is something that I'm seeing more and more artists, artists, um, subscribe to, which is that these streaming services are robbing us. Sure, and they are. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's the truth. And this brings us to Black Star. Black Star. What is lo- a Black Star? Who me? What is a Black Star? <laughs> uh. Uh. I was expecting. Is it a cat with black shades? Is it a black car? Oh no, that's a good. That's a good one too. I went to. I went. I went to the hook. I think. I think <laughs> yes. I, I, th- I skipped ahead. You, you the did. Song. I did. You know, it's, a, it's okay. Yeah. Sorry. Old album. Shining we, and shining. Rhyming, <laughs> and, rhyming and rhyming. <laughs> Speaking of old albums, been twenty four years, twenty three years hmm. since their debut album. Yeah, Black Star, which was my cheers of the week a few so weeks back. It was. That's yeah. right. It was. Yeah. How relevant. Hmm. They finally have announced <clears throat> they're making. They're coming out with their second album. Um, shit, what's it called? Google that. <laughs> okay, all right. It's fully produced by Madlib, and 
all signs point to this being incredible. You got a renewed sense of energy coming from both both MCs, and what what the fuck is that? Luara and Gasa? What the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. No fear of time. That's that's okay. the name of the album. No fear of time. <clears throat> ah, Luara and Gasa is black space star as opposed to black star which is one word well in what language is that uh i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you okay well (laughs) if you guys just if if anybody knows what luar and gasa what language that is anyway they they announced this out announced this album and it's amazing everyone gets excited about it they announce a single mineral mountain uh the single comes out and here's the thing uh mostef or formerly known as mostef yasin bay mm-hmm. talib Kweli, and dave Chappelle have a podcast called the midnight miracle it's on the reader slash podcast app luminary it's exclusive to that app and so that might be why this may be the first time that you've heard of this. <laughs> and the album gets announced and it's only going to be on it's only going to be available on the app Luminary. Mm-hmm. And their first single is only available on the app. You have to subscribe to this app. It is a paid service. If you want to hear any of this stuff from Blackstar or Dave Chappelle or the podcast, you have to pay for this service, Luminary. Now, obviously, you can get the seven-day free trial if you just want to listen to the album for a couple days and, like, get it and then cancel the free service. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying that people you can could. do that. You could do that. The overall point is uh, who wins here? And, you know, I understand trying <laughs> to figure out ways to maximize the – return on investment true and and yasin talked about this on the midnight miracle where he was like you know i'm not just gonna i'm not just gonna put the shit out there for these guys to fucking make these make all this money off of us and we get nothing it's basically give them pennies yeah it's basically snoop dogg's point which was that we're getting robbed by these streaming services Mm -hmm. but i don't know if this is the answer yeah you know because I am not going to pay a subscription service to listen to one album and one podcast. Yeah, so just so you guys have a, a picture of how much Luminary is, it's apparently about 35 bucks for a year. Um, Which is not that bad. It's actually. not bad. It's, it's not bad, but it but. is still, you know, when we're talking about a lot of people, I won't say most people, but a lot of people in modern society... Uh, you have multiple streaming services already that you're paying for mm-hmm. on a monthly or yearly basis. So, right. at at this point, I feel like we're at we're like a, a, a glass of water that you, you can see the water like literally above the rim. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Any anything else added to that is like, I don't know if I want to do that. Right. We're we're at capacity. Yes. So, anything even to, at two ninety nine a month is what it breaks down to for a monthly fee if you pay that upfront for a year. It's still something. Yeah. You know? It's still something. 
Yeah. And especially and how if much you're money are they making off of that? I don't know. I, I mean, they're they are definitely banking on themselves as, as far as putting it behind that paywall. Yeah, there has to be. They have to have gotten a, a lump sum deal from Luminary. Oh, uh, to do 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way they didn't. That's the only way this thing happens unless they are like big shareholders within the company. Yeah. You know, like maybe they all back this thing and it's like their own pet project. But yeah. Or they um, get, or they get a, a cut off of any new subscribers because of the album. Could be, yeah, could be. Uh, I just, I mean, I, I don't mean to be pessimistic about this because again, I think their hearts are in the right place. How many people do you think are going to subscribe to this just to listen to Black Star? Dude. Their single came out and it came and went. It came out like a week and a half ago, and I haven't heard anyone talk about it. It this is Black Star because no one can listen to it. Exactly. I would say at very least put the single out everywhere. You have to put the single out I, everywhere. I would hope that they would eventually. Maybe it's just like an I couldn't early even release find it on YouTube, bro. That's what I'm saying. Is like maybe they're holding it back until the album drops, and then maybe they'll have the single come out and be like, "Hey, listen to it. Yeah. Check it out." You know? Yeah. But oh man, that's tough, man. That's tough. I mean, especially because obviously, like, people will steal this too. Yeah. You know, well, as soon as it, yeah, as soon as it drops, it's as soon as it drops, be everywhere. yeah. Um, but as someone who's been a fan of Black Star forever, I'd like to give them money. Yeah. Um, Here's which the thing, it, <laughs> I, I mean, we both own that album, the, mm-hmm. fir- the first album. So it's, it's not as if we are adverse to like spending money on physical. Obviously, off camera, you can see <laughs> records, album, all over the place. Don't make me show it off. So uh, don't threaten you with a good time. I will. I think that a better course of action is if you're not going to, if you're not going to put it, if you're not going to make it easy for people to just listen to and you want to maximize your profits, you've got to, I would, I would, I would prefer to just, if you force me to go to, blackstar.com to listen to the album and you got every penny of that streaming or let's say you just put the the single on your website Mm. so i can't go to uh spotify or apple music i have to go to blackstar.com and then listen to the single and then the only way i could get the album was to pay for it physically right i would rather do that yeah then you make me pay for another streaming service because you you look at these entities as these evil corporations, and I do too. I agree with that. Sure. Uh, if 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 I could, I can tell you this from personal experience. I made more money off of a handful of people buying my album on iTunes when it was still when iTunes was still a thing mm-hmm. than I did on the thousands of streams that I got from people listening to the three albums I have on streaming services. Sure. I made more money on one album when a handful of people bought the album than I have in total on the streams of all three of my albums combined. Now, obviously, I'm not I'm not doing like hundreds of thousands of streams. Sure. But, but do you understand yeah, it, if <laughs> if I was Uh-huh. It's still a good case study. Yeah. Yeah, just it, you know, expand it <laughs> and you're missing out on even more money. Right. Yeah. If every person had to buy, every person that streamed my music was forced to buy it, obviously there would be a lot of people who would just go, no. <laughs> but 
there would be people who were like, okay, fine. If the only way I can hear this is buying it, mm. then I will do that. And I probably would have made even more money. Sure. So I do understand the impetus to do something like this, but this ain't it, no. in my opinion. It just makes it harder for fans <sighs> and it makes it extremely hard for new fans. Yeah. But according to Yasin, he's like, fuck them. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, I'm not putting words in his mouth. He basically said that on the podcast. He was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. Real well, fans will find it, and, and they'll, you know, they'll do, you know. And it's like, ah, but I'm a real fan, man. You're my favorite rapper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real fan, but I don't want to pay for Luminary. I love you. Stop hurting me. <laughs> uh, no, I totally get it. And, you know, I think if you ask me, like, again, if you ask me, like, you know, 20, 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 20 to 15 years ago, if you ask me. You know, is that the right way to go about it? I'd say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. They don't want to buy it. Fuck them. Yeah. That's what I'd say. <laughs> um, because that feels right. That feels good. Mm-hmm. But times have changed, man. Times are changing. changed, man. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I, did my, I did my darndest to, to look through the old Googs mm-hmm. to see if there's any, any uh, announcement of them physically releasing the album. I found nothing. Yeah. So I'm not saying that's never going to happen, but I think just like the single, they're probably sitting on it until it comes out and it stays out on Luminary because that's, that's what, you know, that's what they're banking on right now. Yeah. But I'd say within about a year, we're probably going to get a physical release. I mean, I'll tell you this. I mean, I'll probably do the seven day free trial yeah. so that I can listen of course. to the album. That's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna do it the day that <laughs> it drops. Yeah, five three twenty two. Yeah, I will be there, and I'll be listening, and I'll enjoy it, and then that's that. Yeah, listen yeah. to a couple episodes of the podcast, and then yeah. catch up. Call on that, it a day, and then, yep, that'll be that. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know where we go from here. I do know that I appreciate artists trying to figure out alternatives to the big streaming services because i hate them all yeah but then but then here's the thing and you get back to what i was saying like way earlier which is what i'm torn about which is the fact that like streaming services have been good for for artists like myself young uh up and coming unknown guys all i have to do is upload to these streaming services and i could potentially reach i mean so much so many more people than i could have sure before yeah yeah i mean if you if you don't think they have their benefits i don't know if you're paying attention right like they they totally do it just depends on where you're at and it's very situational and unfortunately i think for the vast majority of people um it puts them in a tough position yeah because a lot of artists who are kind of somewhere in the middle right now uh, are definitely suffering for them but at the other, on the other hand, it's definitely it, it is the internet is such a blessing for new artists and and you know people who would otherwise not have a platform like us um, to be able to talk to potentially millions of people. Hi, hello, welcome. Um, so yeah, there there there's obvious it's a, a double edged sword. There's there's no way, no two ways about it. 
Yeah, uh, it definitely is. And, you know, I think maybe there would be power in like from from the ground up making a new platform for artists to collectively come together and be like, this is the artist centric uh, platform. Well, that was what title was supposed to be. Right. But it didn't really pan out. I mean, it panned out better than the rest of them. But yeah, well, only because I think it it felt it felt really uh, pump and dump from a lot of these artists. Yeah. Like when's the last time you heard Jack White talk about title? When's the last time you heard Jay Z talk about it? Was the last time you heard Kanye talk about it? Like these guys who were up front and center advertising yeah. it when it first came out. If those dudes were like, you know, uh, let's say Kanye. I don't I don't know what his deal is with title now, so maybe I'm talking out of school on this. But like, let's say he still had an investment in title because I mm. I don't think he does, and I think that's the reason why he kind of jumped off ship, jumped sure. ship. But let's say that he did. And he said, "You can get Donda on everything, but you're not going to get Don. You're not going to get the extended Donda right. unless you get title." Yeah, it's just little shit like that where it's of like, course. all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love to use title, mm-hmm. period, but I can't tell people to listen to my music on title. Sure, nobody has title. Yeah, they just don't. Yeah, people may have title on top of having. Spotify because they wanted to check out title, but yeah. no one just uses title. It's a it's a strangely hipster platform. Yeah, but and it's crazy that it's so successful. It's still a thing. Well, no, I mean to your credit, I think the the issue here is it wouldn't be this hipster exclusionary thing if all of those big artists were to have held the line and stayed yeah. in it. Yeah, if you could only listen to Jack White's new album on title, a lot more people would have title. A lot more people would have title. Uh, if four 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 only came out on title, oh yeah, of course. Listen, of course. I listened to uh, a guy, Mac Hami, really great rapper. Um, he 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 just did an album with uh, Griselda. He's he's done albums. He 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 uh, he collaborates with uh, Euro Droog. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has this. He has a relation. Nas. <laughs> yeah, nice, mm. dude. We got. Yeah, so much hate when we talked about that. Do you remember that? Of course I do. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, front of mind. Yeah, I I totally every, remember. Yeah, that. every time I think yeah I think about that episode. Well, no, people are like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You've moved on. I haven't. <laughs> I still don't listen to your old Drew because I remember feeling fooled, bamboozled, bamboozled. into thinking that this was you know Nas in a new era. Well, not which, only which is we it, got eventually. Yeah, yeah, we, we got did, eventually. We did. We yeah. did get. Yeah, the universe corrected itself. It did. Yeah, but even so, I'm like, ah, I can't. I can't get into you, man. Oh man, you are missing. I out. know. I He's know. put out I've some heard. of the best albums in the past couple of years and he's really mean on twitter <laughs> yes he is it's fantastic <laughs> yeah. actually I, I haven't seen his tweets in a while maybe he blocked me he blocks people i think he all did he be I, I i know that he i think you got some heat for saying something i think i think you might have blocked me. he may have yeah that would be amazing um oops. uh so mac homie right mac homie's a great mc one of his albums, Mac Hami's Hard Lemonade, he did this really cool thing, which he he sold the album for like four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. the physical album, yeah. which was incredible. I would never buy it, but it was incredible. And then and then for the first like six months, 
you could only get the album on maybe six months is being generous, but you could only get the album on title for a really long time. Yeah. Which I thought was was like at first it was a little frustrating, but like I was such a fan. I was so interested and he created like this hype that I was just I was so like I, I, w- I was just so fucking pulled by it, the sure. gra- like the gravity of it, that I got Tidal to listen to the album. And mm-hmm. it was worth it. Tidal is a good app. Yeah. And and people don't know because, like we said, like these, these, these big name artists didn't like hold the line on it and they didn't really hype it up the way that – it's a good app. Like the liner notes are, are easy and clear and they're right there on, on the app. It's, yeah. you know, the, the sound quality is great. The, it's got attractive the, UX. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good app. Yeah. It's just, it like, feels, it feels like a premium product yes. as opposed to like Spotify. Yes. Yeah. Spotify sucks. It does. <laughs> I don't know why it has this hold on our generation. Yeah. I'm not even saying this because of my bias about it. It sucks. They've been making very small incremental improvements over time. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you, you now get occasionally the uh, the lyrics. You get the... <laughs> yeah. You get you get some of those little touches that you didn't get. You know, you, you get like the, the motion graphic backgrounds uh-huh. and stuff. And like, oh, that stuff's cool. But oh. it's still... It's ugly. It, it is. It's ugly. It's not super intuitive. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I still have it, mind you. Of course. Because I want to be cool. Yeah, yeah. You want to be uh, one of those guys. But, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's on PlayStation. So what am I supposed to do? Right, right. They, they uh, I was listening to, uh, I was trying to figure out, like, because at, at Red Light, I do, uh, I brought back Reggae Wednesdays. Nice. So I was pulling up, like, different playlists and stuff, trying to, like. That's you why know, you shared a reggae track on your Instagram. Yes, yes, that yeah. is why. That is okay. why. Because it's been every Wednesday. Because Brent was super into it. Mm. I was, like, I went to him. This is off subject. But I went to him. <laughs> and this is a little detour. Sure. <clears throat> I went to him, and I was, and this was a while ago. And I was, like, hey, man. Like, I don't know how you feel about this, but, like, we all come in and we kind of, like, curate these playlists whenever we're working. And, and, and it's cool. We this very diverse, like, set of music spans, like, you know, indie rock to heavy metal mm-hmm. to, like, funk music and yada, yada, Obviously yada. Obviously punk. Obviously punk. Right. Uh, Brent's big punk guy. That's the whole ethos of the bar. And I was like, we don't listen to any reggae like what do you what do you think about that and he and and you just see this fucking eyes light up mm. he's like I fucking love reggae man he love has reggae. to of course he, he does has of to. course he does so i'm like okay cool like let's 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 get some more reggae. so you know we started like slowly incorporating a little mm. bit more and then when i started opening wednesdays uh i was like hey man because one day i just played it i just mm-hmm. wanted to listen to reggae and i knew it was going to be slow and i knew i'd be the only person in the bar for a really long time so I was like, I just played it. And he was like, you know, we used to do like reggae nights on Wednesdays. And I was like, I mean, let's, <laughs> let's fucking go. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, we're bringing that shit back. And he was like, I would love that if you brought that back. And I was like, then it's brought back, baby. <laughs> Consider it fucking back. It's brought back. Nice. So, um, so okay. Let, so, me, let me know when you play some Bujubantan. I did. Thank you. I did today. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> tell champion, me. The champion sound. The champion sound. So uh, to bring that back to this. Um, I'm sorry. Is that, is that offensive? Can I say that as a Caribbean man? 
We're both Caribbean, man. We can say that. Okay. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're okay. We're in the clear. Do we get a pass? I think we're in the clear. All right. Yeah. I think that's fine. <laughs> no disrespect. I, I think that's fine. No disrespect. Fine. Oh, disrespect. Um, yeah, I was, I was try, trying to curate these playlists. And fucking speaking of Yasane Bay, Miss mm-hmm. Fat Booty. Miss Fat Booty, I swear to God. I don't know who is using this song as a crutch on every <laughs> "quote unquote" urban playlist. Oh yeah, but it's, a goddamn it, the time. it's everywhere. Yep. Yeah, I cr- I tried to create a list with uh, "Bum Bum," "Sister Nancy." Sure, you know, you know the of song. Mamaya, why is it on that playlist? Why it has nothing, Ooh. nothing to do with Sister Nancy, no. reggae, no. dance hall, anything. I mean, why it was, is it? It was obviously used as a hip hop sample, but yeah, outside of that, <laughs> nothing to do. No, no, dude, it shows up everywhere. Even when I don't want to listen to that song, it's yeah. like, what about Miss Fat Booty? What do you think of that? It's like, I don't, because I've heard that song a thousand. Times. <laughs> you like it though, don't you? Yeah, I do. You used to. <clears throat> All right. It's not like we got any answers here, <laughs> because no. we merely present them to you. Yeah. You the questions, it. and you you can comment with answers. Mm-hmm. You tell us what what you think. Sure, is, is, is Luminary a good idea for Black Star? Here's a question: Do you have Luminary? Is it a good app? Sure. Regardless of Black Star and Dave Chappelle, do you think Luminary is a good service to even have? Because it's a thing, and judging by this website yeah. and everything that I've seen from Luminary, it's sleek. It looks great. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's an attractive website, which gives me hope that there's good product that they've, you know, uh, 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 attracted over this over Mm -hmm. this time that they've been around. Somebody else that I saw was part of Luminary. I can't say off the top of my head. Just somebody I saw in passing was part of the uh, Luminary uh, fold or family. It looks like they have a ton of. Podcasts. I think it was Russell Brand. I think that's what it was. Yeah, there's Trevor Noah on there too. And they look, it looks great. But again, I don't know. Oh yeah, Quali's uh, podcast is on Luminary. But it's on YouTube too. It is on YouTube. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I just, I just can't see myself paying for, like, pod. I don't know, man. Like Apple Podcasts is free, yeah. and most podcasts are free. This podcast is free. It's always free. That's why I never complain when I hear ads, because sure. I'm like, it's free, dude. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, people have to make their money. Yeah. That's why you better not complain. Exactly. When we have ads. I don't hear that fucking bullshit when we start doing ads, because it's free. All right. This episode brought to you by Luminary. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what if we got a Luminary? <laughs> All right, one last thing, one last musical thing, and then we get, we already spent a lot of time on yeah, this. Yeah, we did. Let's just say uh, Kendrick Lamar finally announced his new album, Mr. Morale and the <laughs> Something Steppers. Okay. It's a weird title. Yeah. Right? That's what it's called. Yes. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. The Big Steppers. The Big Steppers. So somebody said that, like, oh, no. This seems like a weird concept album. Like he's going out with like a weird bang. Like oh, I don't, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of high hope for this. Yeah, I mean it does sound like, <laughs> does sound like it's going to be a weird concept album. Sure, but if you're a guy like Kendrick Lamar, what else do you do? You know, 
first album comes out, you're it, it, you're a mainstream darling. I think, for my money, it is. I think it belongs in the pantheon of great um, hip hop debuts, a la Reasonable Doubt, Illmatic, uh, College Dropout. I think it. I think it's squarely within the running for greatest debut album of all time. Mm. <clears throat> I think Good Mad, Good Kid, Mad City. I mean, some people still consider it his best album. So if you're an artist with his prestige and success and critical acclaim, <clears throat> and there's a lot of people who still think that your first album is the best one, so you got that. Then you do the you do the weird uh, critical left turn, sure, and you put out To Pimp a Butterfly, and you go. Oh, and now I'm going to challenge my audience with something that is not as mainstream as my debut album. I'm going to see how many people I can pull in with that, right? Then you do the third album. Damn. These are all his, his mainstream albums. He has, obviously, other albums before. I, I was going to say, like, Section 80 was really my yes, introduction. Yes, Section 80. Technically, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is his fifth album, so I guess they're counting um, O.D., as his first album. Yeah, so I my progression in, in Kendrick was Section 80. From there, To Pimp a Butterfly wasn't out yet. Mm-hmm. And then so I went backwards and went to Overly Dedicated. Yeah. Listen to those for a few years. And yeah. then To Pimp... Or, no. Uh, uh, Good Kid, Mad City came out. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. This guy's great, right? Right. Uh, but yeah. Pimple Butterfly, obviously, uh, sort of. Not everybody was with. I very much was. Yeah. Because I appreciate sort of a, a, a good thematic <laughs> milieu, if you will. Uh huh. Um, and then yeah, damn, damn seems kind of a, a a middle ground, a happy middle ground for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, it had some bops. Also had social commentary. It felt cohesive. Damn to me has. Uh, Leapfrog all of his albums and is now my favorite Kendrick really? Lamar album. Yeah. Interesting. It used to be To Pimp a Butterfly, but damn, um, <clears throat> conceptually and the songs themselves, uh, there's no. Every song stands on its own as just a, just like a, it, it, they just work. And yeah. I feel like, you know, he, he took what people were doing at the time and he was like, I'm going to put my spin on this. And, and do this this thing that mixes, you know, what I'm known for and what I'm into with what people are listening to at the time. And he did that so deftly. To Pimp a Butterfly, there are songs on there that challenge you as sure. an audience member, as a fan, that, like, sometimes I don't want to be challenged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to sit and enjoy this yeah. and let it wash over me. Yeah. And Damn does this thing where it does that and still gives you the same kind of uh, – content mm. and and complexity yeah. that to pimp a butterfly gives you minus the perceived challenge of the music yeah yeah there's uh, i mean that huh. to me, to pimp a butterfly has a lot of like interstitials and and things that link it together mm. in, in a interesting way but i have to admit i don't go back to it very often that's what i'm and saying that, that's why yeah mm-hmm. I'd be remiss if I did not also mention Untitled Unmastered. Oh, yeah. Because it is, I think, highly underappreciated. Yeah, for sure. 
because people assume it's like a, a b-side yeah it's like throwaway project it is not it, it's incredible on its own right yeah I, I think it's it ranks highly on his <clears throat> his discography so yeah. if you haven't given it a given it a listen and you're our kendrick fan please correct that yeah um very very good i don't know if you can call yourself a kendrick fan if you haven't listened to untitled how dare you <laughs> go home you? go home yeah listen to the rest of this and then listen to that after yeah. this mm-hmm. so i mean you know it's it's coming uh a lot of a lot of big albums are coming this year you know he hasn't released a single as of this recording or even an album cover no, or any is, kind of detail. This is based on the press release. Yeah, which yeah. is really interesting in, in, in the fact that he responded to a tweet saying that he retired. Some yeah. some random person yeah. was like, Kendrick Lamar officially retired. He used that, quote tweeted that, and announced this new album, which mm-hmm. was really funny. Yeah. And uh, sent that guy into a fucking tailspin. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh, my God, Kendrick. He didn't know what to do with himself. Uh, yeah. He's still talking about it. And people yeah. are like, hey, man, we got it. Okay, mm-hmm. let it go. And he's like, hey, this is awesome. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to talk <laughs> yeah. about this for like a month. I'll talk about this until I die. <laughs> I'm going to tell my grandkids yeah. about this. As well he should. Oh, it of is course. fun. Of course. It's fun. Of course. People just are so miserable. It's the internet. They're so miserable. It's Twitter. God. This, it's, it's like the end of Chinatown. Yeah. It's Twitter. It's yeah. It's just Twitter. Like, Fuck. This is oh, now I have to live with this feeling for the yeah. rest of my life. Fuck. It's Twitter. Yeah. So PG Lang, he is still doing that. Mm-hmm. That's his that's his, apparently his company, his website or, or I'm sorry, not his website, his uh, record label. Yeah. Or just his company in general. Which is so. really it was interesting if you click the original link. Uh-huh. You know, it was like it was just a little like old Windows file. Yeah. And you have to like pull it to the like the empty oh, you had spot to, like, drag for the file. And it? Yeah, into the file and then click it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I that was I was, cool. I was kind of confused. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I I dig the aesthetic. I like that. Now let me ask you this real quick. All right, and then we can move on. Um, are you at all afraid, or or um, cautiously pessimistic <laughs> <laughs> uh, that? He may finally be up his own ass mm. because I only say that, you know, all due respect to Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. big fan, obviously, but everything I've heard from him and seen so far has indicated almost a Donald Glover uh, lack of um, uh I guess humility. Hu- yeah, yeah, not even humility, but uh, um, I guess self awareness mm. is is what what I describe it as. It, it feels like he knows he's one of the best right now. Yeah, and but to a a, a degree that goes beyond like confidence, mm-hmm. in into a place where it's like this feels maybe. A little toxic <laughs> okay like it could be and i'm only saying that because i remember i think it was maybe his last interview or it was a uh, uh maybe maybe actually a a post on the pg lang site yeah um oh yeah that that long the like, whole long scribe that he had about, yeah, yeah about you know about god and about <clears throat> purpose and all this stuff and it was yeah. like very very highfalutin and very you know etc cetera, etc cetera. which yeah. you know 
I, I, I'm not trying to say he shouldn't be all of those things. I'm not trying to say like he doesn't deserve to to feel the way he does about himself, and and by all means, he you know he's proven himself time and time again. Um, but I just I'm a little bit afraid that that leads to a bit of sniffing your own farts. Mm. You know, yeah, it's funny that whenever whenever an artist does something like that, you you just maybe it's the cynicism of american culture or or our just growing up our age and going through the stuff that we went through and and being cynical about artists but yeah you see something like that and you're just like yeah 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 just just put the music out right. i don't, don't want to read this bullshit i don't want to yeah and 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 it's it's funny because you know you read something like that, and 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 your 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 feelings are, with all due respect, sir. I just want to hear the music. I sure. don't care about the rest of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and maybe somebody in his shoes is being like completely genuine and sincere and trying to get this point across. And 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 I'm I'm in the same boat as you, so I'm I'm not I'm not dogging what you're saying because I feel the exact same way. I saw it and I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need this. Uh, but it's just really interesting to me because I feel like we've gotten to a point in our lives where an artist will try, like, can be genuinely trying to be sincere and we receive it in a way that's like, we're so cynical about it that we're like, there's no way that this can be anything but, uh, narcissistic. True. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's how it feels. That's how it came off to me. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, there's another element to this, obviously. That you know, I, I I feel like as people of color, it is nice to see somebody, another person of color, that feels this confident about himself and yeah. about his abilities and about his artistry. And I am not sitting here trying to take anything away from him. Right. Um, I'm just saying, uh, again, it, it rubs me the wrong way a little bit just to see a, a musician and an artist kind of uh, kind of smoking his own stash, if you will. Yeah. In general. I get that. But I, you know, I, I mean, think at the end of the day, all that matters is that the music's great. <laughs> well, to answer your question, I think that it could go one of two ways. It could be that, yeah, he has finally gone off the deep end. And like is believing his own hype. Sure. Or we could get a My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is, I think that that was at a point in Kanye's life where he was believing his own hype yeah. the most he had ever believed it. Sure. And put out what I still believe is his best album. And it only confirmed it <laughs> once right. he did. Right. And, but then I think and that. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That is what pushed him over yeah. like to a point of no return. Right. For sure. So, I mean, if this is truly his last album, then at least he will avoid that pitfall. We'll see. Yes, we that's the see. only way that uh, that's the only way that we can end this. Is the, we'll see. Yeah, <clears throat> because there's a lot of good albums that are coming out this year. A lot. You got this. You got Pusha T. Oh yeah. You got oh man, that Pusha T. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, I can't wait. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just gonna stop it right there. Fucking Pusha T. Okay. It's all right. It's almost dry, baby. It's uh -huh. almost dry. Uh -huh. But I am <coughs> wet. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, 
Let's uh oh shit. We we have a little we have a lot more I know. to go. We'll 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 do How do you want to handle this? Our our due diligence, but let's let's make it quick. Okay. Let's do let's just do trailer trash. Trailer trash. <laughs> Highly anticipated Thor Love and Thunder trailer finally drops. We finally get like a it's more of a te- it's a teaser. It's like a minute and a half, almost two minutes. Yeah. Right? It's a it's a teaser trailer, yeah. Yeah. So we finally get our first glimpse of how Thor looks and how the who who's going to be involved. Right. Him getting a in shape, story, yeah, <laughs> finally, yeah, doing I'm, CrossFit. Man, I'm so I'm so happy that they just. I hope that this just like a '80s Rocky montage, and mm. they don't spend a lot of time with him being I'm sure like they Fat won't. Thor. I'm sure I, they won't. I'll tell you this, man. Like I, I'm not one of these people. I'm not one of these like MCU haters who like jumps on anything that I can to like hate on the movies or whatever. The fat Thor thing just not was, a fan. No, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Okay. I thought it was funny to do because it made sense that he had given up on life and everything. And he was just like, ah, fuck whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I thought that that part was fun to use as like a device. Sure. But for him to be fat throughout the whole the entire movie, time. Yeah. I thought that that was a choice. And I didn't like it. (laughs) It was definitely a choice. Uh, I mean, he had to, like, his armor was fat. Yeah, 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 fat armor. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. (laughs) How can you take the, like, the scenes where they're in the the end of Endgame when they're fighting Thanos and that whole army and he's fat? How do you take that seriously? (sighs) You know, okay. It rips me out of the movie every time I watch it. I see your point, and I raise you. The half Hulk that we got. That also <laughs> rips me out of the movie. That bothered me more. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And it had it had its moments. You know, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done it, but like Fat Thor, I wish they would have done it maybe the first half of the movie. Yeah. And then we get serious. Yeah. And we, we get the real characters back, right? Because there's real moments of like emotion and gravitas oh yeah the, the whole thing of him going back to the dark world era and yeah. seeing his mom and that entire that is very touching it's, it's one of the one of the better moments in the entire mcu like uh, you know heartfelt moments and all that stuff is like kind of handicapped by the fact that like physically he looks ridiculous yeah yeah and i mean same thing with uh uh hulk like like the the you know he's getting he's giving the autographs and stuff the, and the he, smart Hulk all of that stuff was funny but like there's a moment where like and the taco how are you supposed to take him seriously when 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 a uh, 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 um, Black Widow dies and you're supposed mm-hmm. to I'm supposed to take him seriously now yeah this giant let's not even get into the Black Widow Hulk thing that they didn't do right yeah. at all oh they ruined that uh, they ruined uh, that's terrible but. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the Thor Love and Thunder. Trip. Yes. Yes. It's, yeah. It hopefully it seems like they just kind of gloss over that, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, get, yeah, just be yeah, done I, with it. I think we're back to Thor, but we're dealing with Thor from what it seems like in this trailer uh, as a guy who's no longer taking up the mantle. Yeah. He's done with the hero business. He just wants to chill and live his life. Yeah. Which is a great. Launch pad for an adventure. Yeah. Right. Love it. So, uh, you know, we we know just based on knowing stuff about this movie that we haven't seen this trailer yet that there's going to be the uh, the the was it the God Butcher is yeah. going to be the the uh, main villain. Yeah, Christian Bale. Yes. So 
that's interesting. And yep. uh, assuming that Thor, our Thor, is going to be back in business to to deal with that threat. But also, we have a return. <laughs> uh huh. Of Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah, who <coughs> had sworn off the whole MCU thing. Uh-huh. Um, kind of understandably. <laughs> yeah. After the Thor movies, that didn't really do very well. They very unceremoniously kind of thrust it out of the movies. Yes. Um, so there's a rich history of Lady Thor, um, who some people just call Thor and then Guy Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because apparently she's that, that cool of a character. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do with that. I, I, I haven't read the comics that she's a part of, but from everything I've seen online, you know, reactionary takes and stuff, um, she's very beloved and has a pretty deep history. Apparently in the, in, in some of the comics, she has cancer, but as whenever she has Mjolnir and is acting as Thor, um, her disease like stops. Huh? So there's obviously this pressure for her to stay Thor the entire time. And, Interesting. and sort of a ticking time bomb behind that. And people are making these assumptions that, you know, um, I, I, I know neither of us have probably seen the Dark World more than once. Yeah, I watched it once. Yeah, but uh, thinking back, you know, the, the, the story was, you know, she had not good the essence of of the, the oh they're uh, gonna say that uh that the ma- maybe caused her to get sick oh i like that so that like may that. be the situation here we're not sure yet dark but yeah it seems like that would be a, a an interesting way to take that, that maybe the matter stone i think something i don't know it's one of the stones yeah. one of the stones for sure um but yeah, so that that's that's something people are are thinking is maybe the the way this this goes. Um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and and some people are saying maybe they'll have a cameo with um, Loki. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just no way that he doesn't show up in the movie. At least, maybe he's been in all of them. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know. I don't know the emotional beat to bring him back and say like this isn't your Loki though. You know, I mean, but <clears throat> they've already set it up with with all the TV shows. Multiverse of Madness is going to come out before sure. Thor. Yeah, I think that I think they're going to open the door for this. They're going to open the door, get on the floor. Mm-hmm. Everybody walk the, walk, dinosaur. walk the dinosaur. Yeah. So that there's there's a way that they're going to be able to sure. do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I do think my, my money is on having Loki show up at yeah. some point, even if it's just cameo. He'll probably show up. Yeah. Uh, we have Russell Crowe. Uh-huh. Um, I guarantee that's going to be a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be much. Yeah. As Zeus. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else did we see in the trailer? Um, uh, the Guardians. Yes. Yeah. Guardians were there. Yeah. Lots yeah. of interplay. A lot, a lot of cool Guardian stuff. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. They People played GNR. Are, people are so upset. About Chris Pratt? I mean, well, Chris Pratt, yeah, they're definitely upset. I've seen such a backlash. Dude, they need to let it go, yeah. okay? Chris Pratt, I don't know what kind of white they thought Chris Pratt was, <laughs> but he is the kind of white that... Not like this. <laughs> Not like <laughs> Dog, this. let it go. Yeah. It's I, over. I mean, as... as, as <laughs> it's over. It's as, over. As a, obviously, if you guys have listened enough, a generally left-leaning man... 
let Chris Pratt be who he wants yeah, to be. Yeah, man, it's fucking fine. Christ, let it. I mean, just let the guy be a fucking. Who cares? Let him act. It's who okay. Who cares? I don't. It's dog. All right. I what point? I mean, all right, fine. Yeah, sure. The religious stuff is like a little. It's like a little annoying, but like it's only annoying me. It's only annoying from people like myself who are non-religious. Sure. You know, it's it's only fucking annoying people like me who are like agnostic or atheist. Who are like, ugh, it's looking really blah, blah. It's like if you if that wasn't a part of it, like you wouldn't give a flying no, fuck. Like no. he's been the same dude, this doofus, boyish, dumb guy who's also like attractive which, and has a six pack and he's he's great in the movies that he's in. Which, like, what what is all this hate? Which is great for Star Lord. Yes, he's it's, perfect. It's great for Star Lord. I'm sorry. I will not allow you guys to take this from me, no, okay? No. I love Parks and Rec is one of my favorite shows. I love Andy Dwyer, mm-hmm. and I love Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. You're not going to take this from me. Now, I mean, him as Mario, that's a different story. <laughs> that's a different argument. That's a hey, different thing hey, altogether. It's a me. It's a, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> that's a different conversation, okay? Yeah. You're not going to take Star-Lord from me, all yeah. right? Stop it. Let him live. Uh, Yeah, and people are... You know, people, just people, people in their fucking opinions. You know, that's all. It's yeah, right. Their fucking opinions. <clears throat> that post that went viral about the person who it's was like, "Funny because we're sharing our opinions." Yeah, so. no, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. stupid people and their stupid opinions. <laughs> Making sure you make sure you made that connection. I did. I, I stared. It, I stared into camera long enough. I, I, I was hoping you would. I didn't make the connection All for right, a well, second because right. I was like, my opinion matters. Yeah, it's, it's valid. <laughs> the only one that's valid. unlike everyone else's. Right. So the post that went viral about uh, th- the, 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 the kid who posted, I remember when Thor was a serious movie. Oh, God. And everyone was like, it was never a serious <sighs> movie. <laughs> it's this beautiful thing we call revisionist history <sighs> in which someone wakes up one day and they go, it was different back in the day. And the people who lived it were <laughs> like, no, I'm, it wasn't. I'm going to make Marco angry. <laughs> cracks knuckles oh man there's nothing that makes me more angry than revisionist history i don't think i think it has a special place in my in my heart my like hatred for things like that revisionist history makes me like sick with anger because it's always from people who weren't there yeah but speak from a place of authority Mm -hmm. and that's what upsets me yeah. Oh, well, and then make it so it sounds like if you have that opposing opinion, you're stupid. Right. You're the wrong one. And right. it's like, no, 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 dude. I was alive <laughs> when this was happening. I was an adult. Yeah. You were a child. You might not have even been born. You woke up. You did your research. You Google things and you saw on Rotten Tomatoes that it's hovering around a 60%. And you said... I'm a contrarian. I was alive when we shitted on Thor and the Dark World, okay? (laughs) I was there. I did it. I was there. (laughs) I shitted on those movies, okay? I mean, the original Thor is okay. It's It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's like all the origin movies except for Iron Man. They're all like, okay, they're fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're acceptable. They're fine. And then the Dark World was dog shit. It's awful. It it, it is universally accepted as the worst MCU movie. It continues to be. It continues to be the worst MCU movie. Yeah, so don't wake up and turn around and be like, no, no, no. It's better than Ragnarok. Listen, 
Ragnarok is universally seen as one of, if not the best MCU, standalone MCU movie. Yeah. And The Dark World is universally seen as one of, if not the worst MCU movie. You don't get to wake up one day and decide that those (laughs) two things are flipped. Well, you can, but you should shut up about it. (laughs) Because you're not convincing me. Well, it's people like, you know, and a lot of people brought this point up. It's, it's, it's the same crowd who woke up one day and was like, you know, the Star Wars prequels weren't that bad. I saw one person saying, and this is what really fucking sent me <laughs> oh, over the no. edge. Oh, no. Here we go. This person was like, they weren't even, they weren't even poorly received when they came out. The real revisionist history is saying that these movies are bad and that we're the ones revising history saying that they're good when they were always bad. This person was saying that like when they came out, people liked them. And now we are saying that they were bad and the revisionist history is saying, do you see Do you see why this is makes yes. me want to... Well, look, look, because this is why, okay? First of all, they probably weren't alive. Uh, yeah. Secondly... What happened was everyone was so excited for a new Star Wars, yeah. right? Everyone was so excited. So when Phantom Menace came out, it was a, it was this revelatory thing. Yeah. And people were like riding the wave, this this crest of excitement. After opening weekend, that buzz slowly died down yeah. and we started to see the cracks in the armor of this thing. And now with time, especially in context of, you know, having the the newer sequels and the prequels and the OG series and all of this other stuff, uh, you know, the, the, the all the series that we've been inundated with, uh-huh. we can now objectively look at it and go, that wasn't very good. Yeah. And Attack of the Clones, not very good. It's not a good movie. Yeah, and and I mean I I can gar- I I don't know I don't know off the top of my head, but I can guarantee you can see the trajectory of Phantom Menace being probably middle of the road as as far review as reviews go. Uh, Attack of the Clones being low, yeah, and then uh, Revenge of the Sith being higher, yeah, and that's exactly how I'd rate it myself, yeah. It's pretty much like the universally accepted, like uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, reception of those movies. There's no, uh, there's no revisionist revisionist history going no. on here. I'm sorry to break your 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 perception of this thing that you thought you cracked the code on, yeah. but that's not what happened. People liked it at first because it was the only Star Wars, not the only, but the first official Star Wars that we got that was new. Yeah, in, in forever since the eighties. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, at that point, if you think about, it, I mean, from like night what 80, 81, 82. and then after that, like there was no Star Wars content. That was it. Well, there, there was like cartoons there was, and like yeah, books. Uh, there, then we had in in my day, <laughs> the the uh, revisions that came out in theaters again of the original uh, yeah, trilogy. Yeah, that's right, all those. Yeah. The OG trilogy uh-huh. um, with all the CG yeah. added. Pew. Yeah. Well, it's so bad it's really bad dude it's so bad and walking over Jabba's tail yeah that one was good like why man yeah you just didn't have to do it you didn't have to do it you didn't have to 
Uh, but yeah. What if Jabba, what if they stuck with the original plan and Jabba was just a guy? Because <laughs> he was a guy. He yeah. was just a dude. Yeah, yeah. And then they were, and then George was like, no, no, no. We need something bigger than that. Yeah. I think it still works. Slug. I think it still works. I think it works, yeah. yeah. I think it works. I think it, it makes it less fantastical. And it grounds the movie a little bit yeah. more because Jabba is a, a gangster. Of, yeah, it, w- it would be almost darker, right? It would be, it would be way darker. Yeah. yeah, I actually like it more, but it's not as whimsical and sure. and, and space is, wizardy. Is yeah, which is totally part of what Star Wars is. Yeah, and I do like the fact that like a slug could be also a space gangster. That's sure. cool too. Of course, yeah. so that's fun. Yeah, have a whole family. Yeah, all the huts. I don't know about that. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like you don't like the, liked, the weirdly <laughs> incestuous. No, <laughs> no, that, that makes that upsets me. That upsets me a lot. In Book of Boba Fett, I don't like that. No. I didn't like the. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Actually, I hated that. Uh, I hated all of that. Yeah, I liked the idea of Jabba the Hut being uh, a rank mm. and not the Huts, like a family of of mm. Huts. Sure. Who like yeah, I don't know, like a, this this asexual or like yeah, like I don't know. I didn't like it. I don't like it. Oh, that's upsetting. Yeah, yeah. I think that was kind of the the, the purpose. Yeah, and they all just look the same. You know? Uh huh. No. There's that one that plays the bass guitar too. <laughs> In the anime, it's pretty good. I like oh, that. Oh, so silly. I did like that. I did like that. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, the yeah yeah yeah. The, we we got off track. The revisionist <laughs> history. And all that jazz, uh-huh. yada yada. Let's get back to Thor. The trailer itself. Mm. Forget what everyone else says. You watched it, Obi. Trash or not trash? Not trash at all. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just it looks it looks cool. It looks like it has a dash of Guardians, which I appreciate. Uh, I mean, just the needle drop of Guns and Roses. Like yeah. I was like, yeah. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Take a YTT back, you know, like, forget it. I, like, I, I'm, I'm there opening day. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I mean, like, the, these next handful of MCU releases, I'm really excited about. We could spend a whole other podcast on Taika Waititi and, and the revisionist history on him. Yeah. You've seen this, right? Now, all of a sudden, we don't like Taika Waititi. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. A- apparently, that's, that's the Internet's opinion. This guy, a year and a half ago, was the it guy of the internet. I couldn't fucking escape him. Well, I'm seeing all this. These women want to fuck him, and <laughs> men want to want to act in his. No, seriously. What? No, seriously. That's what I've said. He's a handsome guy. No, he's I'm a good, not, good, not, yeah. not saying anything against him, but but that's what I'm saying. Like women want to fuck him, men want to be. <laughs> yeah, this was less than a year ago. He's the internet's darling. He was the rat king. And then out of nowhere. Maybe it was Free Guy. That didn't help. Oh, Have you seen Free Guy? No. I mean, that's why I It's a why fun movie, but his role in it, I could understand why people cringe at it. It is a cringeworthy performance. It's not enough for me to go he fuck didn't, him as he, an he artist. He didn't write or direct it, though. No, he was he's just, just acting in yeah, it. Yeah, he was just in it. Yeah, yeah, I guess he produced it. But, like, he, you know. I guess that that's people's, that's why people are upset. Is like, he produced it, so, like, he could have. He didn't have to be in the oh, movie. Oh, shut up! Doing that? No, yeah. that, that's no, not. Yeah, I know. That's not. You know, not, not only that, though. He has. He's producing on this 
new show that's been getting rave reviews and and yeah, that pirate show, yeah, yeah. And, and tons of great attention. Uh, that our flag means death. Yeah, people are like rabid about that show, and it just got picked up for season two, I think. So, yeah. like, no, Takawat is the shit. It's and incredible. I, 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 well, yeah. I'm not gonna hear any I'm slander. Hear no any. slander. No Taika slander. No. And I mean, come on, man. He was. He was. He, he's in a. He was fucking. Uh. Uh. uh what's it? Tessa. What's her face? I don't. I fucking forgot her name. T- Tessa. The two chicks from Tesla. Tesla, dude. This guy was macking on two chicks at the same time. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> the two. The two women from. Uh, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson yeah. and Rita Ora. Oh. Right. The rumor is that he was in a you know a, a thruple thing with them. Oh, interesting, bro. Duh, Tessa duh. Thompson and Rita Ora. You can you can be in a worse thruple. <laughs> I would love for any of you fucking fanboy dorks to wake up one day and think you have even a sliver of a chance to get with not one but both of them. <laughs> And think you're going to sit up here and criticize Taika Waititi. I know that that's a very shallow opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I understand if you hate me now, I get that. Tessa Thompson also in <laughs> the new Thor trailer. That's right, yeah. yeah. We're in a, a very handsome suit. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. I get it. That's, <clears throat> that is a, um, is a flaw of mine. Oh. I, I understand that I can be misogynistic in some aspects of life. Can you? I can be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get that. And I, I have no excuse. And uh, I'm working on it. Uh, but my baser instincts sometimes take over. And all I can tell you is that if I had a chance with either Rita Ora or Tessa Thompson, I would stab my brother in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, to have a chance with either one of them. Sure. So, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, do you want to talk about <laughs> Netflix or do do you want to just uh <laughs> um I think we're pushing our luck at this point. Yeah. <sighs> I think if we talk about Netflix that's another like 30 minutes. Let's save Netflix for next time. Okay. Because Briefly, if you guys haven't heard, Netflix is in a world of hurt mm. right now. But there are new headlines coming out every day, so I think it's better if we sit on it and see where this whole thing shakes up. That's a good. That's a good. Shakes point. out. That's a good point. Because um, tomorrow, by the time of this recording, there could be something else. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just say we'll just give you the brief, the bullet points. They have lost two hundred thousand subscribers. They are anticipating losing two million more. Yeah. They are cracking down on the password sharing. Yeah. Stocks are down big time. It's not looking good for the home team. Yeah. So in a week, when we come back to record, we'll see how uh we'll see how things have shaken out for Netflix. So we'll come back to that. Indubitably. All right. It's a good idea. <clears throat> uh I feel like we've made it to the end of the road, but before we get out of here, we have to do what we... Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say, I don't know why the fuck you did that, but, you know. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. Ah! See, that's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get when you let your beer, beer win. win. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh. All right. 
It is time for the cheers of the week. So, Obi, who are you cheersing to? My cheers of the week goes to everything, everywhere, all at once. Cheers. A little film directed by two dudes that simply go by the Daniels. The Daniels. Um, I mistakenly thought they were brothers, which they are not. <laughs> they are very much not. Well, uh, they should be. They should be. I mean, they're 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 brothers in film. Um, brothers in film. Yeah, they are. They are famous for doing um, a movie that we talked about a little bit on this podcast in the past. Uh, Swiss Army Man. Oh yeah, that was their uh, big debut. Um, and they're also famous for uh, uh, what's it called? Oh oh, it was a a, a music video, a big music video. Um. I can't think of a recent music Turn down video. for what? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they they were big for that one. And I, I you know oh, okay, that makes sense. A handful of other like major music videos that are highly visual. These guys are kind of masters of, of the visual language of, mm. of filmmaking. Um, I went out and saw everything everywhere all at once, uh, based on Michelle Yeoh alone. Because I stan. Um, yeah, she's great. I, I mean, lifelong fan. And I just, I was absolutely blown away. It, 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 it's been a very long time. Some would say, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but I, I walked out feeling similarly to how I felt when I, I walked out of Scott Pilgrim uh-huh. where I was like this is a movie made for me like it was crafted solely based on my likes yeah um i mean just the action scenes oh, the 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 heartfelt drama the underlying um themes of family and 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 um you know generational sort of trauma and uh, the multiverse aspect, this very like high science fiction kind of, of of thing that they're playing with. I had to do it. That's okay. That's, that's fine. Um, <laughs> didn't want the laptop to die. I mean, and and just what they give Michelle Yeoh and uh, the the actor who played Short Round in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Who's now back uh, after like a twenty year break from acting. Um. I mean, just incredible meat to take off the bone, mm-hmm. and they they feasted, my friends. Um, they feasted. I I can't like. I I brought up Scott Pilgrim because I have the same fear for this movie <coughs> that it is such a weird and like niche and like hard to interpret based on a commercial movie that I really fear. It's gonna get lost and become this like cult classic, mm. but I really, I really, really hope it doesn't. And I implore everyone listening: if you've ever been a fan of martial arts movies, if you've ever been a fan of of sort of sci-fi multiverse kind of storytelling, please, please give this movie a chance. Go out and see it. As long as you're feeling safe to go to the theaters, please go watch it. Give it all of your money. I plan on going back at some point to rewatch it because. It really is uh, uh, such a good time 
at at the movies and i you know i appreciate the asian representation and you know giving giving michelle yo like a a platform to really show her chops beyond just an action star yeah i mean just wonderful stuff and i loved it top to bottom can't recommend it enough five out of five for me six out of six if we're talking bottle caps wow yeah wow. yeah wow, wow, best wow. movie i've seen so far this year <clears throat> okay i know it's pretty early on but it's already ranking Shit, high. it ain't that early man it's fucking april so i guess so about to be may i guess so yeah. it's gonna be may it's gonna be may well that is exciting i've seen a lot of very very positive reviews for that movie and so this just kind of pushes the over the edge so Probably just going to go watch it by myself because you wouldn't watch it without me. Uh, my I'll cheers go, I will go week. back with you, please. <laughs> please. Actually, you know what? I might take you up on that. We just go fucking. You want to watch it again? I'll go watch Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right. I'll take you up on that. Absolutely. We'll figure out a day when we go oh, watch it. And the actor, just to give him his his, his roses, is uh, Ki Hui Kwan. Ki Hui Kwan. Yes. Yeah. He's been doing the uh, promotional tour, and he's mm-hmm. he's really funny. So, so enjoyable as a person. Yeah. <laughs> I love the guy. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if I don't know how you couldn't be more excited about seeing that movie. If you've seen the positive reception and then you hear Obi's fucking testimony, I don't know how you couldn't want to watch that. So yeah. I do. All right. My cheers of the week goes to Orville Peck. Mm-mm. Orville Peck. If you guys don't know. Hipster darling, because of the of mythology that he's created around um, his career, which I think is genius. No, oh, yeah. And people will, I mean, we're fans of him now, but I think that a couple years from now, people will appreciate the genius of what he's done. Um, and maybe they'll go back and, and listen to his first couple albums and like appreciate what he's doing and what he's done. because some people don't Mm. some people kind of look at it like either a novelty or like a knockoff or like a i don't really get it or that it's not really you know whatever whatever like uh western country western pastiche yeah because the thing is he does what whenever you talk to like a fucking hipster and you ask them like their favorite kinds of music what do they tell you indie rock 70s punk Old school hip hop, and then they say, uh, "I don't like country, but I do like like outlaw country, like Johnny Cash sure. and like Roy Orbison and stuff like that." Yeah. None of that pop shit. And you're like, "Okay, cool. We can all kind of agree that that's, you know, and that's kind of, you know, he's kind of in that vein. He kind of basically slots himself into what a lot of people would be into. Like he's gay. He's new in town. No." Uh, that's a John Mulaney joke. He's, uh, he is gay. He is. (laughs) But he, he, you know, he does, he has a whole mythos around his, and which is like alluring to people. And like, it's more than that. It's it's like a a visual style. Yeah. It's an entire, like, what I would call in my industry, like a brand guide, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's very, very much all to its own like a thing it's it's very well put together it's very well packaged yeah which i think is what 
some people see and, and, and see as like a, a false thing and like something that's too prepackaged and well thought out. And it's 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 more of a product than it is an actual artistry. Sure. It's a sure. thing that he's done. Yeah. Where's the dirt in his eye, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, he's just some well, Brooklyn. Probably in his eye. Bro- but. Well, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Come on, that was good. Come on. Uh, I, I mean, what do you want me to do? That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to tell you what to do because you said that. But you might want to bleep that one. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, might I might bleep it. For, for, you know, future endeavors. When we want to end, yeah, what are they gonna do? <laughs> we want to get sponsors. What are they gonna take from me <laughs> that they haven't already taken? Nah, I might believe that. Uh, um, <laughs> in my eye and I can't see. <laughs> well, I can't bleep it again and again. You sure can. <laughs> That's your punishment. All right, all right. Um. <laughs> okay. An old gumshoe and an old eye. <laughs> Stop! It's not gonna stop. Um, You're gonna bleep it all. Uh, all that aside, yeah. When you take the music for what it is, mm-hmm. Pony was a great. Pony was a great album. Yeah, a great debut. And I think that Bronco is even better. Mm-hmm. In between that, there was Show Pony, right? Yeah, like there was EP? Show Pony. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And. I think that oh, and the Unrighteous Bros too, like that entire yeah. little <laughs> two two song thing that he did, which was amazing. I'm glad you showed Incredible. me that. Incredible, Unrighteous Brothers. Yeah, incredible. A play on the Righteous Brothers, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Record Store Day release. Please go on YouTube. I implore you. Incredible, incredible stuff. The I I I I, I get. I bring this up to give. Uh, uh, Orville his flowers but also because I saw Pitchfork's review of his album and you shouldn't be looking at anything Pitchfork related in this year of our lord 2022 yeah. with, a, with a rock of salt <laughs> a not, rock not grain of but a salt. full rock of salt yes but sometimes I find myself looking at their reviews and, and getting angry like I, like <laughs> like one does sure and this was no different. They gave him a 6.8. And I just feel like that is criminally, criminally underrated. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it deserves at least a full point more. I think it deserves a 7.8, maybe even a 8.0 mm-hmm. flat. I think it's a fantastic album. Yeah. I think I, 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 I honestly, I walked away from it not disliking a song on the whole record. Mm-hmm. Now, far be it for me to call a country album a classic. I don't have I don't know enough about the history of country music to call anything a masterpiece or a classic or like best album of the year as far as country music is concerned. I will say personally for me, sure. it has landed squarely in my favorite albums of the year. So I, I'm just I'm 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 upset with that score, but not surprised that Pitchfork would like rail against something that is so perfectly a pitchfork thing for them to like that of they course. go, No. No. We will not. We will not. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think uh, Pony's a great album, and I think that uh, if you're into it, you guys should 
definitely check out Bronco. I think it's a fantastic follow-up. I think it's exactly what you want from a sophomore. No sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. I think this is exactly what you want from a sophomore album. A guy who took the ideas that were great on the first one, expanded on those things, increased the budget a little bit. You can tell that it's more expensive than the first album yep. was. Sounds but, a little more lush. But not in a way that is like too much. It doesn't sound like, oh, he blew the budget on production. It sounds like he. it's a better produced album. Yeah, but not overproduced. But not overproduced. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. And I think, I mean, god damn, this motherfucker can sing, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he can sing. Yeah, I, I remember, um, I think it was very early pandemic, or maybe mid-pandemic at that point. But he started doing this cool thing of having, like, these little intimate live shows that was just, like, him with a guitar. Oh, yeah, on his uh, Instagram, right? Yeah. He was doing the live. Yeah. Yeah. And <coughs> tuning into those was just, like really helpful in in times where there were no shows and like we're all locked in our houses with our own devices and and not really being able to enjoy anything uh it's wild to think about the stuff that was like blowing up during the pandemic yeah like versus people don't even realize like that was solely a pandemic thing it was solely how can we entertain people? How can we get people interested in our music? Yeah. Like, how can we, you know, keep this momentum going? Oh, we'll do a versus on because we can do we can uh, two people can uh, go live on Instagram at the right. same time. Like that's solely what it was. Yeah, you know, and it's crazy now that versus is like this huge thing, mm-hmm. this entity, yeah. this million dollar thing. Well, I mean, they they went and did the smart thing and made it a live event. Oh yeah, no, I thought so, it, everything that they've done so far with it has been yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's just really funny to think about. Like, man, there was this this is a year and a half where like people innovated and thought of these like uh, uh, this guy DJ Nice Club Quarantine. You probably have tuned into his his Instagram lives. This guy's famous now. He's like mm. a huge DJ. Yeah, and I mean he was already famous, relatively famous before uh, the pandemic. But the, like the pandemic pushed him over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's like this massive DJ. I remember, I mean, even a DJ as big as, like, Porter Robinson, who, yeah. who hadn't dropped anything in a long time. You know, he, uh, I think he, he got sober and, like, was in recovery for a while. And I think during the pandemic, I remember it was, like, really late one night, and it just said, like, Porter Robinson's going live. And I was like, what? <laughs> and yeah. I tuned in, like... Uh, a six pack in or something i'm like yes this is exactly <laughs> what i needed right now right um so yeah i mean there were little things that we if we can i mean knock on wood look back on this thing yeah hopefully and, and mark ribier yeah he mark was Ribier's big but huge. he got huge during yes, the pandemic yes yes of course uh the the horror movie host what the horror movie host that was all within the confines of uh, uh, like a Zoom call. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yeah. yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Another standout for me. Yes, 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 yes. Um, there's been there's been so many things. What a spooky idea. Oh, so yeah, it's very I creepy. Have, I still haven't watched it. You got to watch it. Well, I'm not going to because I'm scared. <laughs> That's fair. I see stuff on TikTok where I'm like, spooky, <laughs> swiping. People will say, oh, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like are you also hiding in the comments i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah, <I am>. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what i'm doing yes yeah all right well uh i think we've done enough i think we have <laughs> 
But before we get out of here, we have to review these brewskis. So, Obi, please tell me what you thought of the Witch Hammer Double IPA from Sideword Brewing. Sideword Brewing. I think it is delicious. I think it's very tasty. It, uh, I definitely get that tangerine that they're going for. Fan, yeah. Um, which I really appreciate. Um, you know, I think this is a rare one that is just on the side of too hoppy for me. Mm. Just barely, though. Just barely. Just a just a wisp of too many hops. That it gets me in the back of the throat a little bit. And too it, many hops. It, it it burns a little in a, in a way that I'm not completely comfortable with. Um, but that being said, I mean, it's not it's not overly boozy. It's not. Um, unpleasant in any other way, and I think they really do do themselves a service of having that citrusy <coughs> sweetness come in to kind of cut things a little bit. Mm -hmm. I would have liked even a little bit more of that though, and it would have bumped it up a, just that that little touch more yeah. than it does for me. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I really, really did. Mm. I think that's just the one thing I would say I'd improve it on a little bit. Huh? Interesting. Interdasting. I'm going to also give it a four and a half, but for s slightly different reasons. I thought that the tangerine sweetness that comes through pretty clearly is a saving grace for the beer. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was too hoppy. I thought it was a little too boozy. Oh. And maybe that's the, uh, I mean, you know, that's, that's, I mean, it's, 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 it's like what, 8%? 8.3. 8.3%. Yeah. It's a double IPA. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little high. And I thought that, uh, I don't know, there's that and there's that tangerine sweetness that cuts that, that uh, kind of helps make it a little bit more palatable. Mm. Um, I can't just like it, 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 it by itself is a great beer. Drinking multiple of these, which we're about to do. <laughs> yeah, currently uh, doing. Is 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 a tall tall order, but I agree. I I think I, if I were to have just gone off of the one, it'd probably get a five. Mm -hmm. But one and done. Yeah. You know, with the second one coming on, I'm like a little too much. Yeah, a little and too much. And that's the thing. <clears throat> off of the one, you know, it's like, but you don't want people to just drink the one. You want people to enjoy the thing, <laughs> sure, right? You want sure. them to be able to drink the four pack. Yeah. You know, well, this is where I feel like we can most help our listeners. So if you're going out to Sideward and you're trying the Witch Hammer, we recommend giving one a try. It is highly recommended once. The one. Yeah. Repeats may at your own risk. Yeah, may, may vary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Results may vary. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really good. I think it's worth going out of your way for. Uh, I would definitely have it again. Um, but again, just the one I think is, is good enough. Yeah. 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 All right. <clears throat> well, you think the one is good enough? Do you also think that this one's good enough? Are we good here? I think we're good enough. I think you're good enough. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this has been the One Beer In Podcast from myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. And always, always, always. Have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you. <laughs>